Hello everyone and welcome back to Stereotypically Right. This is your host Sienna Catherine and today on this episode of Rose Gotta Go, hashtag fill that seat, we're going to be talking about the passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is leaving an opening in the Supreme Court. So we're going to be addressing who Trump will pick, which is coming out at the end of this week. Also, since the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, all of a sudden everything else has gone out of the window. No corona, no wildfires, no rioting. Also, Ben Shapiro with The Daily Wire is moving his company to Nashville. He is an emeritus at the organization, but they're moving their company to Nashville just because California has gotten too overbearing. And the Southern Baptist Convention is continuing to implement their social justice and woke policies with a name change, and more people are considering leaving because of that. Lastly, we're going to talk about Candace Owens and how she passed Obama on the Barnes & Noble's top seller list for her new book called Blackout. So let's just get right on into the episode. So as I said, I wanted to touch base on the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the second female Supreme Court justice and was appointed by Bill Clinton in 1993. She served 27 years on the Supreme Court. During her time on the court, she fought for gender equality and argued six landmark cases before the court. I disagreed with her politically, but I just want to say that I'm disappointed in a lot of conservatives by the way they responded so rudely to her death. Some person, some people that I know responded immediately with fill that seat, which I know that we have an open seat that we need filled. And with Trump picking someone, that means that Roe v. Wade could be overturned. But there was a lot of judgment cast on Christian women and other people for how they could support Ruth Bader Ginsburg and for their tributes to her. For me, I just know that she opened the door for women in law. Even though I disagree with her, she still opened that door for us. And people were just very crude, being like, how could a Christian woman support this person because she kills babies or voted to kill babies and stuff like that? But here's the thing. Let's go back to 2016 when people were harping on you for how can a Christian vote for Trump. It's the exact same thing. So I was very disappointed to see people within five minutes posting on my tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, basically saying that I support abortion and pedophilia, which I don't because I made a tribute to her. She was a trailblazer. She was a figurative icon, and she did make strides for women in this country despite her political views. I do not agree with her political views. I do not agree, obviously, with pedophilia, and that was new information to me. So I stopped talking about her. I just made a little tribute to her, so I'm going to have to do my own research on that. But let's just put it this way. If someone in your family died and they had a different viewpoint of someone who's commenting on your post and they said, well, they're pro-choice, so how could you be mourning their death? They're still a human being. And so I'm very disappointed in the right because we had an opportunity to do this correctly, and many of us did. We were just honoring a figurative leader, just as if Obama had died or something. But a lot of people took it a little bit too far, and it just showed a lack of class to me. But moving on to Trump's Supreme Court pick, these are the people who are most likely to be picked and who I think are the best picks from his list. So we have Amy Barrett. She's a female Catholic, and she's very pro-life. She's at the top of the list, and many people believe that Roe v. Wade could be overturned if she is picked. We have Ted Cruz, who's a Cuban-American, and he's a former presidential candidate. 
Daniel Daniel Cameron, who's the first black person elected the attorney general of Kentucky and the first Republican elected to that position in 30 years. And Barbara Lagoa was appointed by Governor Ron DeSantis to the Florida Supreme Court and was the first Latina woman elected to that position. I got this information from Breitbart, and I wanted to say that this is a diverse list of candidates for someone that the left says is so racist, and it's also a diverse list in terms of having a lot of females on there for someone who is so misogynistic. Um, We have already had the left promising riots if McConnell and the Senate go through with this, which just goes to show me that the left is finding any reason to riot. It's not about Black Lives Matter anymore, and it never was. And as I was typing out my list for this podcast, we actually found out that we have the votes to fill the seat. So Rhino Romney actually said that he would vote, and so did Cory Gardner. So we actually have enough votes to fill the seat if Trump chooses to select the person on Friday or Saturday. The pick is announced to come out Friday or Saturday, as I said before, and I was at the Trump rally this weekend, and Trump said that it's more than likely going to be a woman. So I'm going to place my bet on Amy Barrett, but I'm not completely sure. So in terms of things not mattering anymore, it just seems like Corona, BLM, Antifa, and the wildfires all got quiet now that Justice RBG died. Um, The Democrats just plan things to talk about to fit an agenda and cause problems. It's not genuine and it's not coming from a place of sincerity. No one has talked about Corona hardly ever since RBG died and she's the first, first death that wasn't from COVID since March. She died from complications of of cancer and Herman Cain also had complications with cancer but they were 99% sure that he died from COVID. The wildfires magically stopped and before that they magically stopped at the Canada and Mexico borders and Obama blamed the wildfires on climate change but several Antifa members were arrested for arson and also one of the latest um, wildfires at that time was started by a gender reveal bomb but of course climate change because They only have a few topics that they can rotate on to stay woke and to stay relevant, and it's really crashing before them. But the BLM activists are getting quieter, and their attacks against police miraculously stopped after we had two cops shot, and I believe two cops were killed a couple of weeks ago, but now all of a sudden we're back to that's not the narrative anymore. They're only able to focus on one thing at a time. And so many people are waking up and making the switch over to Trump that it's just it's just not even worth it anymore. I just think that they should just give it up, honestly. And speaking of giving things up, the Daily Wire has finally let go of its California roots and they are going to be moving to Nashville. And they said that they were going to be moving because of the declining quality of life in Los Angeles and 80% of the company is making the move. There are political reasons behind the move because the leadership has failed to address key urban issues and the high taxes. Nashville is currently under a Republican leadership. He, The governor is Bill Lee, and he's done a fairly decent job. I have a friend who lives in Nashville, Rebecca, if you're watching this or listening to this, hi. And I've heard some things about him that don't sit too well with me, but overall, he seems to be a pretty good governor, better than the governor that we have here. And so basically, Los Angeles was just getting too, too restrictive and just 
to just too in the way and it's so corrupt that the Daily Wire decided to make that move and Nashville also offers creative talent and it would be good for their expanding business and their growing talent to move to a place that has more to offer. That's really sad because a lot of people love California. I mean, Beverly Hills is out there. That's my city. Obviously, you have Hollywood out there. They're not under a good rep right now anyway. And you have Los Angeles and the other cities and it's a beautiful state and it's wonderful to travel to. But honestly, I just couldn't live there with how liberal it is, um, how much destruction has been going on with it being a blue state and nobody really calling anything to order and with liberalism comes restrictions and so the daily wire definitely made a good choice in taking up their roots and moving to nashville i find it interesting that they would move specifically to Nashville because Nashville is known more for its country music selection. But I find it interesting that they decided to stake their claim and put it there. I think originally they had de- they had decided they were going to move to Texas, but that just didn't work out. And so they chose Nashville. And I hope for their sake that Nashville and the entirety of Tennessee stays red. Um, it's gotten pretty liberal in the past few years from what I've heard because of everybody moving from the north and taking their liberal policies with them when they go to the voting booth. I would encourage if you're leaving a place to look at who your leadership is and then to vote the opposite way of the state that you live in because that's why America is going to heck in a handbasket because northerners are bringing their liberalist policies down to the south and ruining what the south has created since the quote-unquote party switched. They never really switched though. Also speaking of changes This is something that is annoying me so much because I just, it's just so frustrating to me. But the Southern Baptist Convention is dropping the name Southern from the name of its churches. I used to go to the Summit Church and it was part of the Southern Baptist Convention. It's a mega church and there's about 15 campuses. And so I went to the one obviously in the town that I live in. And I'm just so glad that I left when I did. I'm not trying to bash the church in a bad way or bash the teachers or the the people who go there, the members, but the leadership is absolutely insane and it needs to change because the quality of the Southern Baptist Convention and the quality of Summit Church has diminished greatly because of the changes that have been implemented since J.D. Greer took the position of president. So J.D. Greer said that churches can keep the name if they wish, but the convention is dropping the name. And here's a quote for him on why they're deciding to do this. Our Lord Jesus was not a white Southerner, but a brown-skinned Middle Eastern refugee. Every week we gather to worship a Savior who died for the whole world, not one part of it. What we call ourselves should make that clear. And I just want to make something clear to J.D. Greer. Jesus isn't brown. He's Middle Eastern white. People who are from the Middle East are not brown. They're white. And I just really hate that every time I was at the summit, we would always have to talk about how Jesus is a brown skin refugee because that's not even true. He's not brown and he's not a refugee. Read the Bible and you will find that out very quickly. And from my perspective, I'm a black Southerner and we already know that Jesus died for everyone in the world without having to remove Southern from the name. It's just a name. It's just like Pentecostal. 
just regular old Baptist. It's just like any of the names. You don't need to take Southern out. And I'm just tired of going to a church and hearing from leadership and just people in general that black people are so oppressed because social justice isn't justice and the name change does nothing for the black community. And it's not a move toward evangelism. It's just woke stupidity. Like, honestly, I just can't. It started with when JD became the president of the church. I was really excited because I picked this church and I studied it for its scripture and the doctrine, the way that they pay attention to scripture and the way that they thoroughly study the Bible. And then as as the year went on, I was only at this church for two years, um, I started to notice that JD was becoming more woke. When you look at his Twitter, he's following all these conservative people. When you hear him speak, nothing but liberalism comes out of his mouth. They um, created this initiative called CORE, which is about racial equality. That's a load. And I'm just tired of the the summit campus that I went to was mostly white. I don't care because that's the demographic of the town that I live in. It's a dem- demographic of the country we live in because the country is primarily white. So, I mean, that's what you're going to see is primarily white people. And that's not a problem. And if you're a black person and you know you're going to a predominantly white church, I mean, I don't know what you expect, but for there to be nothing but white people. So I'm just tired of that being a problem. Like there's nothing wrong with being the only black person in the room. There's nothing wrong with being the only woman in the room. Stop relying on your quote unquote intersectionality and privilege points or lack thereof um, to make you some sort of victim when you've already been redeemed in Christ. It just doesn't make any sense. And I'm so tired of seeing a church preach that to its followers, see people renounce their whiteness, see people um, putting BLM in their pictures and just encouraging all of that, encouraging white mothers with black sons to go out and be their spokesperson and trying to make life easier for them when it's really making it harder for them because you're pointing more toward their differences than than the similarities for the other kids. Just let kids be kids and stop talking about race and stop trying to be a savior for people because you're white and you know how you can help the black community. You don't. If the only thing that you can think of to help black people is dropping the name Southerner as if black people haven't lived in the South for hundreds of years that's your contribution to the black community then you can just save it because that's absolutely ridiculous and i just i'm over it i'm just really really over it and then every week we would have to hear about jesus being a brown skin refugee and it's just not true and who cares the point is that jesus died for everyone and he had to be some sort of skin color he had to be some sort of nationality and ethnicity because he was a human being so if he was asian it wouldn't matter what the name of the church is if we called it the Asian Baptist Church, it wouldn't matter. That's what it is. And we know the history of the Baptist and the Southern Baptist Church. The Southern Baptist split because they didn't want to integrate. And that's not right at all. But now black people go to Southern Baptist churches and there are black Southern Baptist churches. So it's absolutely ridiculous to drop the name Southern from a name and in 2020 when it fits the narrative and not in 2012 when they originally discussed it. So I'm just... I'm, I don't have a home church right now. I'm just very annoyed and disappointed in JD in a lot of the leadership at the summit and just the way they've decided to handle things, not preaching abortion from the pulpit, calling transgender people by the pronoun they want to be called because that's Christian hospitality. That's not Christian hospitality. That's endorsing sin because you wouldn't give an alcoholic an alcoholic beverage if you knew that it was bad for them 
because it obviously is. And that's not loving someone to give them what they want just because they want it. It's loving to tell someone that something is harmful to them because that's not the way that is going to glorify God by them living their life that way. And it's just some of the things I'm just flabbergasted and appalled. And honestly, I just need for JD to not be the president of the Southern Baptist Convention anymore. And I need for the summit to return to how it was before and other churches too, because in the evangelical realm and just in in Christianity in general, there's no true teachers anymore. There's very, very few true teachers, true pastors, and true followers of Jesus. They're just listening to what the media tells them to. So if the next day they said that it was Hispanics or that it was the LGBTQ who needed to um, you need to surrender your home, your heterosexuality or you need to surrender your whiteness and your blackness to a Latino. Um, what, are they going to do that? Probably because that's the road that we're going down. That's not appropriate. And so I'm just totally over it and totally disappointed by what I'm seeing. And it's honestly a disgrace because because of the, the Supreme Court seat that's open, so many people are, are not going to say that they want it and they're going to say that they want to wait until after the election. Normal voters, not the Senate, who actually gets to approve it because they find that that brings about controversy, controversy in their conversations with people. Who cares if what you say brings about controversy in your conversations? If you can't have an opinion because you're afraid of the people in your life and what they're going to say about you, then they don't belong in your life and you just need to replace them and find other people who listen to what you have to say and don't make you feel bad for it there's seven billion people in the world and you can find one person who's going to respect your views and not make you feel bad because of the color of your skin because of your religion or because of your political affiliation so find those people and forget about the rest it's hard and i'll give you that but it's worth it when you do find the people who care about you and who will listen to you Anyway, that was a whole big long rant, but it kind of did tie nicely into all of what we've been talking about. But lastly, I'm going to talk about Candace Owens and how she passed Obama on the Barnes & Noble bestsellers list. So if you don't know, Candace Owens is a black woman. She's a black conservative and she's a political commentator and she's just on fire. She's so polished and poised and elegant and this is someone who's doing something profound, but there's no media coverage on it because this black person doesn't fit the media's narrative. And it just goes to show that black people are capable of doing things like this, but the media doesn't cover it because there wouldn't be a need to continue the narrative. She does on her own without help from the government and white and black people alike support her. I'm just going to say, to be honest, black people are 13% of the population. So there's no way that she could have gotten to this point on her own without the support of white people like black people couldn't have just supported her and she passed obama just like obama couldn't have been first without white people because they're more of the population you know what i mean and what's really ironic is that cardi has the number one song which isn't of any substance but candace now has the number one book and it's ironic to me because a book is about you know people who read a lot they're very intellectual academic but Cardi B's song, like, her song has no substance, and I can't even say the name on the air because it's that vile. And she was just complaining two weeks ago about the feud, um, during the feud, that she has the number one song in several countries around the world. And, and Candace Owens writes this book that's about liberation from the Democratic plantation, and it's number one. I just think that's so awesome. And I was listening to an interview 
by her today and it was amazing and she was just basically talking about and this is something that I can identify with too about how she's never been bullied by white people it's always been by black people for acting white for being educated for having a love for books and for speaking English properly and Cardi B she's not black but she's trying to claim being black so I'm just going to highlight that as an example she is a quote-unquote black woman who is attacking another black woman it's not white people who are the problem it's black people and it's within our own I don't like to talk like this because I'm just a human being but it's within our own race and our own culture that needs to be amended it's not white people because there's so much colorism and just straight up racism and hatred within the black community for black people who are successful that Black people can't even understand that speaking proper English, which is the language of the country that you live in, is not acting white. And that acting white doesn't mean being rich or um, having nice things or being educated or going to church or speaking proper English. Those aren't white things. They're normal things. So to, to say that acting white is being smart and having nice things means that being black means being uneducated, stupid, and poor. That's racist. That's racist to make a broad generalization like that. But of course, of course, it's okay for black people to harass each other and call each other other coon and house negro. But it's white people that are racist. No, black people have kept each other down for years. Ever since slavery, when lighter black people got to work in the house and darker black people had to work in the field. That's where all of this stemmed from. Get over it. Like... Stop having low expectations for yourself because of your skin color and stop bringing other people down who are making it and maybe we will get somewhere. But until then, we're not going to. So I'm just really proud of Candace and her accomplishment passing a Barack Obama, former president, who Candace Owens could be a future president. Honestly, 2024, maybe. I hope that she is considering to run because I think she'd be amazing in any capacity that she decides to, but she's just such a role model to look up to when, especially in the black community, when all you have to look up to is rappers and gangbangers. I mean, she's just a polished, normal person to be able to look up to who's educated, who cares about politics, and who cares about her race because she wants what's best for them um, via Christianity and the Republican Party. So that was this episode of Rose Gotta Go, hashtag fill that seat. And if you have anything that you would like for me to talk about in future episodes, um, please feel free to message me on Twitter, which is at Sienna Catherine or Instagram at Sienna Catherine S. Um, there's no messaging thing on Parlor, but if you would like to follow me on Parlor, it's at Sienna Catherine. Or if you have my number, text me in real life and tell me about any topics that you would like to discuss that haven't come up in my podcast yet. I've really tried to keep it a variety, but you know, sometimes everything just kind of links together and it comes back full circle. But if you would like to subscribe to this podcast and also give me a rating, I would so appreciate that. And I just thank you guys for listening and for making this enjoyable for me. Um, I hope that this 20 to 30 minutes of time that you listen to me talk, um, just gives you hope for the future and hope for the future of the Republican Party, the future of the United States, and that it encourages you to speak out and be bold because there's a select few people who are always the ones speaking out, but you can't do it on your own. You have to have support and you also just need people to do the same and speak up. So I encourage you to speak out 
for what's right if you know what's right speak out about it risk it all you know like some the people before us risked it all so that we could have what we have today so we owe it to them to risk it all so that the future generation can have what we have and so I just encourage you to do that because you might lose friends you might lose your job which I know jobs are hard to come by especially now but isn't it worth it to know that you're going to find people who like you for you and you're going to find a job that accepts you and that you'll love so much more than trying to hide who you are liberals get to do it every single day so why can't we do it so that's just my spiel but thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you in my next episode